It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, how are you doing? That's right, it is the host with the most. My name is Matt Houseman, Smart Money Questions Podcast. It is that time, and man, do we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, the first thing, you know, one of the things that I'm always talking about is uh, the how much I love different sporting events. I think I talked about this last week, and we are getting ready to begin the beginning of March Madness. That is the NCAA uh, tournament, basketball tournament. I think I, I'm as I'm recording this, I think the first, quote, four games are tomorrow, and then we start the madness on Thursday. The Thursday and Friday, the first two days of the tournament, when we've got all 64 teams playing over a two-day span, is absolutely exhilarating. You get crazy games, you know, overtime games, last-second shots, the whole thing. So we um, – as a family here with friends, we're filling out brackets. We also, with some, we where we just pick the final four, then we pick the winner. Uh, in a couple cases, we we throw that into uh, some envelopes. No one knows who anyone picks. Of course, you know there's there's probably always a little moolah in there as well for the winner. <laughs> Last year, we actually uh, for the ones that were, where we picked the um the final four and then the winner we had two people tie. So everyone that was involved, we just were all going to throw the same money. We left the money in there last year because there wasn't a clear winner. And so all of that is in there this year, and then we're all putting new funds in. So um, take advantage of it when you can. I mean, this is uh, – I remember hearing – I think it was on Mike and Mike back in the day. They talked about this is one of the best uh, sporting events in the world, uh, Those, especially those first two days the Thursday and Friday. I think the first games go off at like 11.30 Eastern time all the way to, uh, I think they'll end at like 1 or 2 in the morning Eastern time on both Thursday and Friday. So take advantage of it. Lord knows now we can stream it from everywhere, on your phones, on your iPad, or watching it on the, the TV. So the other thing I wanted to tell you is in March is our family decided that we were going to create a contest because most of the time in March, we're, we're looking at spring break uh, or into April. And so what it was actually Rye brought this to our attention is a weight loss and workout challenge. Now, the reality is the first part is what we're doing this month, and that is the weight loss. The reality is to get the weight loss, you're going to have to obviously, you know, control the eating and exercise. But at the end of the month, so we weighed ourselves on March 1st. We're going to weigh ourselves again on March 31st. And we're all putting some, again, some, you know, some cake in the envelope there. And whoever is the winner for the largest percentage of weight loss will win in the month of March. And then in April, we're going to have, we're going to do the weight loss again because we're probably not going to hit all of our individual goals within the first month. So the second month, we're still going to have that. But... We're also, because now we're working out, so the idea is, you know, muscle is smaller than fat, so we're also going to be looking at inches that are lost. So I will be giving you an update on that next month and then the month after that. So the reality is, 
we're hoping we're actually going to go down at the end of April to Florida for my mom's 80th celebration. And what we're doing, I mean, quite frankly, we're hoping to look good. (laughs) So before we jump into this, let's go ahead and make sure we deal with a disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low key, go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. You know, I've read a couple articles recently. One was in the Wall Street Journal. I think the other was on Yahoo Finance, talking about the travel industry. We, we remember the travel debacle with like Southwest and all the cancellations with even other airlines back, you know, over the holidays. But the reality is travel is, I don't want to say it's back, although I have read some articles that they're talking about. It's, it's right at pre-pandemic levels. But the reality is, I mean, people are getting back out there. I know many of our clients are, are they've, they've resumed that travel that quite frankly was gone for, you know, two, almost three years. And they're going all over the place. Italy, Scotland, uh, actually have had a couple different clients. Didn't even know that they were uh, going on the Panama uh, Canal cruise. Uh, others, many have resumed, and actually I think many started even last year, where us up here in the north head south, whether that's into the Carolinas, of course, Florida's a big place to go. Uh, We've had clients head out west uh, to uh, Arizona, some even down to Texas. Some are coming back now. They've been down there for two, you know, almost three months. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be coming back today. You know, we're dealing with some chilly, chilly weather today. We're not going to get the nor'easter that, you know, New York and Mass and Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, what they're getting with regards to snow. But, you know, we got 25, 30 mile an hour winds right here. And I think the high today is going to be maybe, maybe 40 degrees. With that wind, it makes it a lot, a lot cooler. But I've been getting this question a lot. And that is, we want to go do the travel. What is the best way to do it? And this is whether people are working or whether they are retired. And the biggest thing I would tell you, at least I'm going to tell you what I do, is you want to plan it out. You want to look for deals in different um, in different venues. So, I, for instance, I read this great article that was in um, it was in one of the travel magazines. I, honestly, I can't remember. Uh, I think it started with a C, but it was talking about the best time to look to buy airline tickets. It used to be like you know Wednesday morning at six a.m. or uh, Tuesday night, and now what they're talking about is the days before you are looking to go. And, and what this article was talking about, different times of year call for different advanced planning 
For instance, if you're looking at Thanksgiving, it was like you want to be like 70 to 80 days out. If you're looking at spring break, you can dial it back to like 44. If it's in the summer, you know, maybe it's 60 days when you're looking to book to see what the best uh, travel, what the best airline rates are going to be. But the other thing that I do is I am looking at the credit cards that we use. I've talked about this before. We use uh, the Chase. I have an old, old Chase, the original uh, Freedom Card. I think I've had it since like 2004. And Maggie and the kids have the new one, which is the um, Freedom Unlimited card. Both of those have great opportunities for cash back. The other thing is, is if you use the Chase Travel, you get an extra 4%, or I'm sorry, 3.5% of points on the purchase. And what I have found, nine times out of 10, especially when you're looking at booking with the major airlines, is that you're going to get the same pricing whether you go direct or whether you go through, in this case, the Chase Travel app. And in this case, you're going to get you're going to get more points. The other thing I'm always looking at is Costco travel. We're members of Costco, especially in renting the cars. I find that their their car rates are about 25% less than uh, than just going, for instance, usually we're doing budget through Costco travel than going direct to budget. The other thing to keep in mind when you're renting a car is if you are renting it at the airport, they're nailing you with those airport fees. Some cases it makes sense, and we've done this numerous, numerous times where we'll just jump in an Uber, especially flying into Tampa, and we'll just go right around the corner where it's like two, two and a half miles, and we'll pick up budget or enterprise rent a car off site, still deliver it back to the airport when we fly back out, and we end up saving a good amount of money. In some cases, it's been like 15% of the overall price because we are not, uh, we're not looking to pay those airport fees that they have. So if that's something you want to do, I would tell you, get out there, have some fun, make it happen. Whether Whatever your bucket list is, especially with the travel, look to see. Um, Maggie and I are talking right now. We're looking to plan out travel for the next couple of years on getting, and not to the normal locations within the states that we go, which is, you know, as many of you know, is usually down in Florida also up into like Cape Cod area, but I'm, we're wanting to head um, southwest and then north northwest, uh, also heading overseas. So look to plan that. If you're going to do cruises, that's one thing that we're looking to do later this year is be looking at multiple different options on how to buy the cruise, whether you go through an agent, have numerous clients that have done really well, for instance, with AAA uh, AAA Travel, really gotten good deals there. Others, they go to other travel options uh, or agents that specialize in that stuff, and you can pick up uh, package deals. One of uh, our youngest friends just got back from spring break and went to Jamaica during spring break, stayed at an all, uh, all-inclusive resort, and the total in for five days, including airfare, was only about $900, which this time of year, in my opinion, is really inexpensive. So be looking for those deals because they're, they're out there. And I would tell you, um, if that's something that you want to do, make it happen. You know, plan it out. And then, of course, one of the things I always talk about is, okay, how are we going to pay for it? Be looking at what's going to be the most efficient way. Where is that money going to come from? You know, so we've talked about points. We've talked about discounts. But now, for instance, if we are retired, we want to be looking at the cost of that travel. If all that money is coming out of IRA accounts, we have to factor in, you know, one Uncle Sam is going to 
hold his uh, hand out and want, which, which, by the way, I saw this quote the other day. I thought this was awesome from Bill Murray, and that is the best way to teach kids about taxes is by eating 30% of their ice cream. <laughs> so anyway, listen, the other thing we got to talk about, right? Time recently changed. Daylight savings time. Let's move our clocks ahead, which, by the way, I hate the first couple days of that. I feel like every morning I'm waking up at 4 in the morning. But I do love the fact the sun stays in the sky longer now, uh, moving forward, really, for where we are until September. Uh, so I do like that. But the other thing you know, we're supposed to be doing, I read this the other day, we're supposed to sm- check our smoke detectors. And apparently... After the debacle of last week and over the weekend, we need to be checking our banks. Now, the first thing I want to tell everyone, because I have had this question, is you can read a lot of articles out there, and most of the time, even the doom and gloomers, we are not looking at the same crisis, banking crisis, that we were looking at in 08, 09. At least that's what a lot of the, you know, the quote experts are saying there. With that being said, though, it is important to look at where your cash money is, especially if you are sitting on large amounts of cash. You want to understand, first of all, research your bank, especially if it, if it is a local or a regional bank, not one of the big ones, and be looking at how are they, what are they doing with your funds? Look at, make sure that it's FDIC insured. And actually, let me read that because I had a question about that the other day. So this is actually right from the FDIC's website, Coverage Limits. The standard insurance amount is $250,000 per depositor per insured bank for each account ownership category. So depending on the different accounts that you have and how they're titled and what um, the what it talks about right there is the ownership category. So individual versus joint, maybe trust, you want to be looking at that. And I always tell clients, especially if you're sitting in, you're sitting with a lot of cash, is just like how we invest, we diversify the portfolio. In some cases, if you are sitting on a lot of cash, you want to be diversifying the bank. You don't want to be sitting there with half a million dollars in one account at one bank if we just got done learning $250,000 is the FDIC insurance amount. So make sure to uh, check in on that. I know that uh, we also heard over the weekend that there were many companies, many small businesses that had payroll affected because the payroll companies were utilizing in this case, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, as an intermediary from when they would draft the funds out of the business account, would come into their account, and then boom, they would ship it out, or they would uh, ACH it into the employees' uh, checking accounts or savings account, wherever they wanted that payroll to go, and many of them were affected because in between that time, poof, the money was gone. I, I, I watched someone speak about it, a business owner, a co-founder, of a pretty large organization. They had a 1,000 employees that were affected last Friday from that. Um, So anyway, this type of situation, just like actually what we did yesterday, we verified the payroll company we used and the the banking financial institution that they are using. We also verified with the company that administers our 401k, okay, when you're drafting that and that money goes out, uh, is it going directly, in, in this case, it goes directly into the trust company and is directly invested 
in the employee's 401k. So now is the time when these things happen. You know, we want to be make sure that we are checking. And then, very similar to when the time changes, is let's also check our smoke detectors and our banks. And with that, when you are checking your banks, you guys hear me talk about this all the time. I am another broken record. I had this happen within the last couple of weeks. And that is make sure your beneficiaries on your financial instruments are up to date. I literally had a phone call from a woman, wasn't a client. She was given my name and she goes, I'm hoping that you can help me because my ex-husband, they have been divorced for over 20 years, is that he never updated his 401k and IRA that he had when we were married and now he has passed and I am the one listed. Is there any way she was asking, is there any way this money needs to go to the kids, not me? And the answer is this went all, that this exact scenario went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court's ruling was, and still is, there is no way an institution can understand what your wishes are. They can only go based on the written documentation that they have for who you are designating as a beneficiary. If you don't have a beneficiary designated, then boom, goes into your estate. So it is really important to make sure that you are double checking that the beneficiaries that you have on your accounts, first of all, that they are up to date and they're what you want to have happen. It is so important. Again, some of this stuff, you know, you, ju you just can't make up. I feel bad for, I had to describe, this is the only way you're going to be able to do it. All of that tax consequence is going to fall on you. And then you're going to get into a gifting scenario to your kids. In this case, it's going to be more than the annual limit. Hey, listen, speak with your tax advisor on this because there's going to be other things that you're going to need to do and file so you don't have to pay a gift tax, which by the way, whenever you're looking to gift, when you do that, is and you're over that limit, you want to make sure you're filing various documents for recognizing, having the IRS recognize that you did that. I'm not going to get into the weeds about that, but if you don't do it, the tax actually falls on the person gifting, not the person receiving. And the last thing I want to talk about the banks is we've seen that the bank sector has really taken a hit over the course of the last couple of days with everything that happened last week. That does not necessarily mean just because the stock price is falling and you might have money at that bank that that bank is about to go under. That is not what that means. That's still, I, I am still saying that you want to check that and be conscious and make sure that you are aware of where your money is, how that banking institution works, what their liquidity is, and, and that it is FDIC insured. So if you have any questions about that, reach out to us, 610-719-3003, or schedule a quick uh, call with me on my online calendar, speakwithmatt.com. All right, the other thing I want to talk about, you know, I always like to use this as different questions and scenarios that come up. And this last, the last couple questions I want to go over, I think it's so important because one of these questions has come up a lot over the course of the last couple of years. In this case, it just came up last week. And then the other one, this, I always am amazed at when I get this call and or meeting request with the last one. So the first one is, couple is planning to retire in two years. They want to sell their home and they're going to relocate. In this case, they're going to relocate to a beach. 
right now the values in their neighborhood are still very high. The reality is even with where mortgage rates are right now, we have not some cases, some places in the country we have seen a little bit of a dip in most areas. We have still not seen a dip in value. The real estate might not be flying off the shelf like it used to, but the reality is the value is still there. The market is still moving. It might take a little bit longer. There might be contingencies now as where before it was like, you know, no contingencies, cash deal. We don't even want an inspection. Those days are for the most part gone, but the value is still there. So, okay, we want to look to do that. We're not going to look to retire and move for a couple years. Should we sell now while the market is high and rent? So what I was explaining to him, well, first of all, let's look at this. How much equity are you going to walk away with? How much money are you going to put in your pocket? Because not only are we looking at there from a tax perspective, so we understand if you're, if you're single, if you're a single filer, you get that $250,000 of gain exemption. If you're married, you get $500,000 of gain. Keep in mind, this does not have anything to do if you are leveraged on the property. What does that mean? If you have mortgages and mortgage balances, the IRS doesn't care about what you're leveraged. They only care about purchase price, how long you've owned it, what you put into it, what that basis is, and then you get that two hundred fifty or $500,000 depending on your situation. So how much equity are we actually going to walk with? Wherever you're looking to buy, okay, we're looking to buy at the beach. What are you anticipating that future cost to be? How are you looking to purchase it? Is there enough equity where the idea is I'm going to go to this new place and not have a mortgage, pay cash? Am I still going to be having a mortgage? Am I looking to go to a new state? If I am, what are the taxes and what are the insurance requirements? For instance, if I'm leaving here and you know outside of Philadelphia and I'm moving to Florida, depending on where I'm looking to go in Florida, so in this case, the beach, we really have to look at the insurance requirements, homeowner's insurance, flood insurance. So is it even available and what is that cost going to be? The other thing is, okay, I'm going to, the home values are really good. I'm going to walk away with a pretty, pretty penny here. What's the rental market? I had clients in just last night that we were talking about this scenario, this exact one. And the comment was, well, the reality is when I, when I look at where we want to be, and what the rents are, the rents are 40% more than what my current PITI, what my current principal interest taxes and insurance are. Do I really want to do that? And a lot of times I will get, well, I do still have a mortgage, so I'm getting a tax write-off. Well, first of all, you really want to see if you are, because I can tell you in my personal situation with Maggie and I, because the interest rate on our mortgage is very low, the interest we're being charged is really low. And with the SALT, which is the uh, state and local taxes capped at $10,000, even though ours is considerably higher than that, is we can only take 10. We're, we're doing a standard. We've done a standard for the last two years. We'll do another one this year. So is there really a benefit to having a mortgage? That's something to think about because a lot of people think, well, I got a mortgage. It's automatically a tax write-off. In many cases, it's not because of where rates have been for the last uh, couple years. I mean, in our case, we, uh, we refied and did a remodel all the way back in 2018, and our rate is still very attractive, especially based on today's standards. So you want to be looking at all of that. 
And if you come to the end, and this is nothing more, well, there can be some emotion that is involved in this, right? And or the numbers are going to be able to dictate themselves. I mean, the numbers are black and white. You're not going to be able to get around it. It either is a good decision or it's not a good decision. But the one thing I would tell you, because I have had some clients that have gotten stuck with this, one of the main mistakes that they made is they didn't plan out what the cost is going to be at the next location. And so you really want to be aware, and that is so important when you are looking to relocate, is looking at the market that you're going into, what that price is going to be, and then the requirements from there. So for instance, you know, Maggie and I have been looking for the last couple of years for a second property uh, down in Florida in the like Metro Tampa area. And one of the things that is down there in Florida, it seems on eight out of 10 properties, which is a little different than what it is up here, is homeowners fees and or condo fees. And they are not cheap. So we want to be aware of that when we, if we decide to go to a place where we have those higher fees than what we have been used to up here. So again, you want to be looking at all of those different, answering all of those questions that I mentioned before you just decide to, um, you know, call the realtor and put the house up for sale. The other one I've gotten the last, uh, within the last, I don't know, probably three, four weeks from a couple different people. And these are not clients right now, but they, they, maybe they heard me or what have you. And I, I get a meeting or a phone call and it's, Hey, listen, I'm supposed to retire in the next couple of months. I haven't done any planning. I just realized I still need to figure out my social security. What are my Medicare options? Oh, I've got a pension, by the way. I don't even know what that looks like. Should I be? Oh, and I don't even know what I want to do when I retire. It's all of a sudden like, well, what in the world has been going on? <laughs> Should I push my retirement date back so I can figure this stuff out? And I'm not saying whether you should or you shouldn't. I'm not saying that you couldn't get these questions answered before. Uh, I don't know if this is a forced retirement or whether it is a, a date that you just had in your head. But those are some serious planning things that need to be done before you walk out the door. I mean, if anything, you, there, you know, in both of these cases, it was Medicare. I need to understand what Medicare looks like. And if it's only a couple months away, you want to act quickly on Medicare. Depending on if you're 65 or older, whether you've been only on Part A or if you already are on Part B and D, or have you not done that? that you know, there's different processes that happen with regards to Medicare and those elections that you want to you wanna make sure that you're there and you're covered so there is no lapse in coverage. So in most cases, it's Medicare Part A, Part B, Part D, which is for drugs, and then you got to pick up a supplement plan and or a Medigap plan. You guys hear me also say this, please, before ever considering a Medicare Advantage and or known as Medicare Part C, really do your homework before you go down that road, Okay. Most clients we have, it's traditional Medicare, Part A, Part B, Part D, and then a supplement and or also known as a Medigap plan is extremely important. The other thing is, okay, we've got pension options. What's the pension look like? Can you start taking it immediately? Is there still a time frame that you have to wait because of, quote, being eligible or what have you? So that's really important. The other thing is, 
this date's coming up. What money am I going to live on? What other accounts? You know, what, what am I supposed to do with my retirement investments? Where, what do I do with that? Do I start imme- immediately distributing it? What's the taxes going to be? If it's a couple months in and now I have W-2 earnings for half the year and or more than half the year, and now I've got possibly Social Security pension and retirement income, what is my tax bill going to look like? Looking at that is really important. And again, I'm not saying that you can't have that all done in four or six or eight weeks, except for maybe the, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I think that's a Dr. Phil thing, right? It is very important. But these other things with regards to healthcare coverage, financial options that you have with regards to social security and pension, what time of the year is it going to be? Uh, are you going to walk with a big check with like PTO time or you know sick time, what have you? Looking at all that is important so you're not blindsided by uh, walking out that door and feeling unprepared for the, you know, what is on the other side of the door. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is, uh, again, you can't make this up. Many of you know that, you know, during this time of year, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm down in Delaware meeting with clients. Uh, Many of them are getting their taxes done at at a tax firm I work with. And someone came in, one of the uh, tax uh, accountants came in the other day and said, you're not going to believe this. Take a look at this. I'm not sure how to discuss this with one of their clients. Was it one of my clients, one of their clients? And uh, it was a, a Roth conversion for 900 and some odd thousands of dollars where the tax bill hadn't been paid yet. So to reiterate again, When you are looking at a Roth conversion strategy, this is different than Roth contributions or Roth 401k contributions. This is a conversion. I always highly suggest that your Roth conversion strategy be a year-over-year-over-year process. It is not like this situation was a one-and-done. In this case, you know, it was over $420,000 was the total tax bill. So please hear me. When you are looking at a Roth conversion strategy, if you are doing this on your own, then I would highly suggest, usually people look at this in the fourth quarter of the year. You want to look at all of your income that you have already received, what the estimate is for the fourth quarter of the year, and then look at what those opportunities are. I can tell you they are not 900 and some odd thousand dollars. (laughs) So be aware of that. Don't think this is an all one and done situation. It's a multi-year strategy. And the last thing I'll leave with on that, keep in mind that once you reach the age of minimum distribution requirement, which now beginning in January 1 of this year is 73 years old, the minimum distributions that you are required to take cannot be used for Roth conversion. So the Roth conversion opportunities usually are between when our working years or have or the paychecks have dramatically dropped. So maybe I'm still doing some part-time work or what have you, but it's dropped. And they are usually not viable. In a couple cases, we have clients that do it past that. But minimum distribution age is usually the stopping point for the Roth conversion opportunity. So listen, everyone, that's all I've got for today. If you have a question or scenario you want to have us address, 
Just email us at info at smartmoneyquestions.com. Give us a call, 610-719-3003. If you'd like to speak with me personally, that can be done, www.speakwithmatt.com. Again, speakwithmatt.com, my online calendar's there, and uh, be more than happy to talk with you individually. Listen, everyone, take care, fill out those brackets. Everyone, be well. Talk soon. Bye-bye.